how I'm inspired. We are a community whose support and help each other. Hey, this is Martin. This is Entrepreneur Beach Club, Philippines, a community of entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, aspiring entrepreneurs, founders, freelancers, and digital nomads, where we help connect, influence, inspire, collaborate, motivate, guide, learn, and at the same time, have fun with fellow like-minded people and build meaningful relationships. Welcome to our podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about top factors of having a successful business. And today we are here together with one of the most experienced coaches in the world, following a successful career in engineering, logistics, aviation services, and recruitment as manager, director, CEO, and business owner in the UK. He became one of the top performing coaches with Action Coach, the world's largest business coaching organization. Everyone, let us welcome Mr. David Holland. How are you, David? Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, uh, different time zones. Very yeah. well, thank you. Thanks for the uh, invitation to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having the time to you know, give value to our listeners and viewers. So let's start. Awesome. Let's start our podcast session. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us more about your expertise? Thanks. Uh, well, I'm, I'm David, Dave Holland, and we run our business. We're based out of uh, Luxembourg. Uh, we live in France. We work out of Luxembourg um, offices in the UK. Um, we're a, fa a family business. My wife, Lynn, is my, my boss as well. She runs a business with me. And John, our eldest son, looks after our um, web and marketing, that type of thing. And so we, and we work with business owners all over the world. We have clients now in, I think it's 30. 54 countries, I think we have clients, and typically from any any particular sector, uh, from the, the big banks in Luxembourg across to startups and entrepreneurs in the UK and Luxembourg as well. So awesome. Just, uh, just out of curiosity, can you tell us more about your journey of having a successful career in, you know, in your business right now, and uh, how did you end up like being engineering, logistics, aviation services, you know, as a, and recruitment? And in we, I, I sort of fell into engineering. I was due to go into the, uh, the family firm uh, when I left school and uh, that wasn't available to me. So I went into engineering. I, I started out as a weapons engineer within Royal Ordnance. And so that was working with sniper rifles, assault weapons and that sort of thing. Oh. And did that for about five or six years. So I started off there and then moved into industry. And, and I just took all sorts of opportunities to go into different sectors. I, I knew that what I was doing in my career was leading to something else. I didn't know what it was, but it was leading to something else. Yeah. So I just looked for opportunities to learn and grow and develop. And that went through all these different sectors. Awesome. And like, how, how did you end up uh, being uh, as a business coach? We, we had, well, Lynn and I had a, we had a transport company, a warehousing business over in the UK. And uh, your dog's going mad. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think someone's, someone's outside. Okay. We've, we've yeah. got a couple of dogs as well. You're absolutely fine. You're all right. But <laughs> sorry about um, that. We, we, no, it's all right. We're running a transport company. And it was good. It was okay. It was all right. But they, we, we weren't having a particularly good lifestyle. We're working really hard, but not making great money and working too many hours. It's probably a lot of your, your um, uh, the people watching this will recognize that in their own life as well. And so we just stopped. And over a weekend, we wrote down a list of things we wanted to do, like a goal sheet of wanting to you know, travel, live abroad, work with positive people. And about two weeks later, this is back in 
early 2000s, nearly 20 years ago now, we, uh, I had a fax come in, this is before email, a fax at the office came in and these guys said, we've seen your history and your background, we think you'd make a great um, business coach. And if you, if you become a coach, this is, what, this is what you can do. And they listed down all the things basically that we'd written on our list, they'd faxed it to me. I thought, well, that's it. So that's when we jumped. So that was from the, the Action Coach, International, Action International, as it was back then, business coaching franchise. So we bought, we bought a franchise with those guys in the UK. But it was simply because we decided what we wanted. We wrote it down. And then miraculously, two weeks later, this fax turned up. So it was really, I say, it was sort of synchronicity rather than good luck, I guess. That's so awesome. Uh, so like, when did you start this? We started uh, end of 2002, so from 2003 uh, onwards, we, that we started, so nearly, I think it's 18 years ago now, yeah. um, but we, start, we started in the UK, um, did, you know, did very well there, loved the business over there, had the opportunity of taking, uh, moving over to the US, we were live, living in Las Vegas for a couple of years, and then we came back over to um, Europe, and that's when we, that's 10 years ago now, gosh. And uh, that's when we started our business in Luxembourg and hence live here in France now. Oh, that's so awesome. So, you know, what, what motivated you to become a business coach? I think it was really based on my dad's business, the, the family farm. It, uh, we, we'd had shops for... Oh, 150 years and yeah. we had a number of not very big business but we had about five or six shops in around the, the west midlands area in the uk and uh, they the, those shops got gradually shut down uh, by the big supermarkets opening up because we couldn't compete mm, okay. and it was it was tough i mean they, for my dad and my parents they got through it okay yeah. um, but with the end they sold they didn't they didn't sell the business they just shut it so the business was worth nothing and they shut it. They retired and they were fine. They're okay. But it's taught me a lesson that a lot of people in small businesses don't do great. They work too hard. They don't make great money. And they don't, when the, when the business is built, they can't sell it anyway. And so that stayed with me. And that was part of my, my passion was really to help other business owners uh, who are having a tough time of it to have a better time of it and you know, compete with the big guys and uh, have a better life and a bit more balance. It's not all about the money, but, you know, balance, lifestyle, build the assets and enjoy the ride a bit more. True, I agree. And I think that would really help a lot, especially this um, um, situation right now, especially this Absolutely. pandemic. Yeah, so I totally agree. So before we ask uh, those questions, like how about uh, during this, situa this situation? So mm -hmm. I've seen you uh, posted a video um, uh, that you shared to me about the Y, mo the y movie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you tell us uh, more about that? Your why? Well, the, 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 I think it goes back to the um, to my background and family and that type of thing, really. And it's really, I think, for for a lot of people getting into business, if they if they go into business for just to make money, it's it's not enough because you can make money by doing all sorts of things. But if you know, for me, if I understand why I'm doing it and I have a real clarity of purpose. Uh, and a passion for it and it drives me it helps me do a much better job for my clients because you know I, I sit alongside them and we fight with them together as we go along um, so I, I discovered it. it it was something that was always sat there for me I always knew that I was going to do something 
with my knowledge and background and expertise, if you like. I didn't know it was going to be called business coaching, yeah. but when I do anything now, when I'm doing sales or marketing or events, whatever it is, that follows me around. And I think it, it, it is the, I'm told the, the, the feedback I have is when I tell that, that story, that's what binds people to us. They get it. They, they understand there's a, I'm not just here just to make some money and that sort of thing that the, the money is a byproduct, I think yeah. a sideline, but oh. my, my why is what drives us. And that's what keeps me, keeps me focused as well. And I think it's really powerful. I think everybody's got a why they just don't realize it sometimes as well. So if you can identify oh, what sure. it is, and then that points you in the right direction. Totally agree. And I'm just curious, what was the, your first um, um, coaching that you did? Was it uh, your parents' business or? Uh, no, I, but the, 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 I wish it was. I, I do wonder if, yeah. if, they, if my dad had had a coach, um, what, what could they have done with the business? And I, I don't yeah. know the answer to that. Uh, my first ever client, my goodness, it was... It was a recruitment company in, in Birmingham, in, in the West Midlands. And I had a meeting and they were, they were supplying people out to local industry. And I remember when they, they said, yep, yeah, we, you know, we want to get started, and which, which was great. Our first, you know, first client. And uh, I got home and said to Lynn, I said, look, we've got a first client. This yeah. is great. You know, lovely people, great business. And she said, well, okay, what are you going to do with them? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> no, no clue. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was so wrapped up in it. But, that, but I think when you, for, for anybody, when you get your first customer, your first client, whatever it is, it's a really special moment because it validates everything that you've done, all the hard work and the, the weekends and all the stress and the pain. You get your first client, it's really precious. So you always remember your first, uh, your first client. And, that, and from then... It, it sort of built and, and grew, but yeah, it, I do remember my first client. They're still um, in business now. This is you know, from 18 oh, years nice. ago. I'm still, I'm still in touch with them on uh, certainly on social media. And so you already built a relationship. Yeah, no, we, we, I think everybody we worked with, you know, whether we're we're working with them now um, or we just have worked with them, they're still in the network. They, they're still, you know, connecting with them. I did a I did a podcast out of interest with the last boss that I ever had. So when I was working in a company in the UK and uh, we've connected again, he's now based in Austria, lovely guy. And we're still friends and colleagues, which I think is, we're in the relationship business. And I think for most people, the ability to build relationships, the long-term relationships is probably the number one skill for all of us now, I would have thought. That's true. That's true. Totally agree. And yeah, I've done some research and, yeah, you've published a lot of books already. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us what is your most uh, favorite book that you've published and why? I, I, I saw this question when you sent me, you kind of sent me the list over. So I did, I, yeah. I did some digging around and this is it. I was really sure. This is the book. Um, oh. And this, this is the first one that I wrote. And the reason I, the reason I like it is because it's basically my story is my so not an autobiography but when i wrote it writing down all the things that we've done and where we've been i found that to be a very interesting just a process to go through in terms of the lessons we'd learned the places we've been so that was why i like it so much um and i, I wrote it really but the, the idea was to be able to get my 
ideas and story out there for, for my clients. So everybody we work with, they get a couple of books from us and they go through, we, then we work through the books as we go along. But I I enjoyed, I mean, I enjoy writing, but this one, yeah, I actually, I enjoyed writing this one because it was a, you know, a personal life story. Always wanted to write a book. You know, I always wanted to do it. Yeah. As I think a lot of us, a lot of people do, to be fair, want to write a book. That's true. And so uh, that, that was it. So there's a first one. But Again, when, you always remember the first. When was this? That was in two, 2011, I think it was. Awesome. That's yeah, nice. so yeah, nine, nine years ago, gosh. Yeah. And, and for those who are uh, listening to the podcast and not watching, the name of the book is, what was it? Like, oh, like, sorry, so yeah. <laughs> Life Rules Okay. It's Life the, Rules Okay, It sort of links yeah. in with the business. Awesome. And, uh, and my, my son did the logo for it as well with the, oh, uh, really the nice. tree. So that was, is there a meaning for uh, that tree? Uh, there is, yeah. The, the reason we chose a tree is because what we what we see above the ground, the the branches and the leaves and the fruit, yeah. is is dependent on what goes on beneath the mm -hmm. ground. What we don't see, which is personality, values, belief, attitude. So, if you want to get a better crop from the top, you've got to work on what you don't see. That was the uh, that was the nice. principle behind it. That sounds nice. So, <laughs> I think we have some uh, a summary of inside the book. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's really, it, it is sort of, it's, it's a rules for life. I say rules. It's just some of the things that I've learned in my, in my life that have helped me and some of the decisions we've taken and why and how. And if it gives people some tips and ideas, a bit of inspiration, then that's, uh, that's what it's all about. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, get, get that book. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Very good. Awesome. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> So what are, um, you know, as a business coach for many, many years, what are the most common factors why businesses fail? Gosh, I think that, well, I mean, the, the, in, in the, the number one reason why business fails is because it runs out of cash and money, not sales, but, but cash. But that's the, just the accounting term for it. I think the number one, the number one reason is, I think that because the business owner they quit in their mind that they, they, they quit, they give in or they get deflected or distracted or they don't follow through or they, they don't sort of keep the business moving. And I think that I, the other thing that I think a lot of people go into business with is they, they don't know how to sell. They have a great idea, a great product, great service or whatever it is, but they think that being the best, you know, coach, consultant, accountant, lawyer, whatever it is that you choose to do, being good at what you do technically isn't enough. You've got to be good at visibility, marketing, sales, and, and that visibility, social media, and working with people as well. So I think the, the main reason, I mean, some people have, you know, pretty bad ideas for business as well. I mean, that, that'll kill a business if the, if the product sucks. Yeah. That's not, it's never going to work. But if you've got a good idea, a good product, good service, it's probably the, the, the passion, the drive, the why. You know, why are you doing this? It's then the ability to uh, market it, promote it, and sell it. And the third one is probably the, the ability to what I call productize it. So if you're a consultant or whatever, whatever it is, a therapist or something like that, what's your product? How does it look? Because just doing, you know, being a therapist and doing therapy stuff, people can't buy that. What's the program? What's the product? What's the package that goes with it? So I think those would be the key things, but it, it is the, with the business owner, when they, when they quit, 
or they, they take their eye off the ball or they, they stop thinking about the business 24 seven and start wandering off. That, that will kill a business straight away pretty much. Mm, interesting. And what are your like way, marketing ways for, you know, um, for the business? What's your well, the, 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 the two or three things for me and, and when we started this uh, business in, in France, because we don't have any clients in, in France, we don't have any in the country we live. So we were then marketing into a new, a different country, which in Luxembourg is about 35 minutes north of here. So we, you know, we were unknown. And yeah. Lynn said, we sat down, Lynn and I, about you know, starting the business out. And she said, she said, my job is to make you famous. And I don't mean famous in any sort of celebrity or anything, yeah. but just make me well known. And so the best way of getting business, it, it, this sort of depends on what business you're in, but get visible, you know, be seen, you know, do, do podcasts like this. I mean, I, I, I love speaking with people like yourself because Thank you. <laughs> it's good for me. It engages me, but it's, it's visibility, um, social media, you know, get on stage, do talks, do presentations, do videos, tell your story and just become really visible. And that doesn't cost very much to do that. We, we don't do any sponsored links or AdWords or pay-per-click or anything like that. All our business comes from mainly three different areas now. One is referrals because we've got a very, a very nice client base, which is great. So referrals, yeah. um, social media, LinkedIn, Facebook videos. I think how you and I connected was via LinkedIn, which was cool. how it goes. Yeah. Um, and the third one was then um, being on stage, being seen. And with the, you know, with the COVID lockdown, I can't be on stage now. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm, not, I'm, on, I'm on video now instead. So you know, talk, be visible, network, put your story out there. And uh, yeah, make, make yourselves famous is probably the trick. Organic, organically, just organic reach, right? That's nice. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can, do, you can do paid reach, but it's expensive. And it's a, it's a little, you know, I think if you do the organic with good quality content, uh, your visibility, your story, people then come to you. And if you get an inbound lead saying, I've seen your video, I'd like to have a conversation. They've, they've already bought, you know, they've bought from you already. All you need to do is you know, do the deal with them. Sure. Um, whereas the, the, the paid leads, they, they were absolutely works, but for a lot of us, I don't want to spend that much money on it to start with. I agree. I also love uh, doing organic reach, you know, that's just like you said, uh, referrals and uh, social medias and events. Yeah. yeah. Cause with, with that, you know, it's just it, organic reach is just, you know, it's good. It's a good marketing as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I think you know, a lot of the, the, the top people on social media um, that, that are adding real value, not just the sort of celebrities on social media, yeah, adding yeah. real value, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they don't have to do pay-per-click because they've got, because the, if the value is there, people get attracted to them and, that, and that's it. So you jack up the, raise the level of value that we offer, stories, content, ideas, and people will be attracted to you. I mean, hence, I'm, I'm, I'm sure for you, you attract people to you because of what you do. And that's, that's how it goes. Totally agree. I totally agree. And uh, what are your, your uh, what are the top factors of, you know, having a successful business? Gosh, um, good question. I think top factors, I think number one is um, 
understanding the numbers, get good at numbers. You've got to have a, a forecast. This doesn't sound very exciting, yeah. but understands <laughs> you know, sales, profit, cash, margin, cash flow, all this sort of really get good at the numbers, understand that the mechanisms of business, and it's not the most exciting part of it, yeah. but if you get control, yeah, get control of numbers. It is, but it's reality. It's one of those things. And a lot of people don't. They, they, they steer clear of you know, budgets and forecasts and that type of thing. And it, it isn't very exciting, but it's really good. It gives you a vision for what you're looking for as well. I think um, be clear on the purpose. What, what value do you add? And, and also, this is my learning, is I don't do what I do for the money and that sounds quite sure i don't even know exactly what my sales are going to be for the for this month for july now lynn she knows because she's monitoring which is all the back office so my focus is adding value to my clients helping them guiding them supporting them now what i know is if i do enough of that and my clients do well then we do well. But my focus is not the money. My focus is the value. And that, I think, has been a key lesson for me. So understand the numbers, absolutely. But when you're delivering your service, if, I, if I'm working with a client thinking, I'm going to make money out of this and this is going to yeah, – yeah. it doesn't work. The, yeah. the, the, ma- the magic goes. And so it won't last be, long very, very well. Exactly. It's a yeah. short-term relationship, and that's not what we want to do. So I think you know, understand why you're doing it, uh, add value, look at the value you're offering, the money will show up. And I suppose the third one is stick at it. it it's tough. It, it's tough out there in, in business, it's, uh, especially with the current situation. But you know, keep going and uh, learn, learn new things, read books, go on webinars and seminars and look for new ways of doing things. And, uh, and, you know, and shout loud about yourself, be the person that people recognize in the sector. That would, in just about in any business, I think, those things will guide you through, whether you're in manufacturing or you're a CPA, or those things will probably help out, I would have thought. Awesome, awesome. And you, you know, you, uh, you spoke about um, purpose. Uh, I'm kind of curious, curious on how did you, you know, find your purpose? Yeah. Gosh, it was, it was something when we, uh, I went on a, a, a conference years and years ago and we were in Portugal and one of the guys on stage, he got up and there must have been about a thousand people in this you know, huge auditorium and we, we, we were seeing speakers talking about typical stuff, you know, marketing and sales and all this sort of thing. And this guy got up on stage and he put a picture on the screen of just him as a three or four year old sat on his dad's knee, just you know, sat on his dad's knee, little family photograph. And he just talked about the relationship with his dad and his family and how his dad worked really hard and he didn't see him. And he's like, wow. Anyway, this was you know, very moving and the whole audience was silent while he was talking. And I saw him in the, in the bar, you know, afterwards as you do. And I said to him, that was a really good presentation, but talking about something like that was really brave because that's an unusual thing to do and he said well I've done that a few times and I get I get better response from that than I do talking about business and other things so the week after back in the UK I had a a presentation to do and it was on it was on sales and motivation or something like that and I thought well I'm going to do what he did and I found an old picture of my um, great-grandfather's shop an old sepia print you know all the guys stood in front of the shop and I went through it. And as I prepared that presentation, and I delivered it to this audience, as I was talking about it, a light came on. It was like, that's it. This is it. This is why I'm doing it, because of 
the family background, the heritage, and my experience as being a, you know, a, the son of a business owner when it was tough and hard and all that sort of stuff. Um, but because I told that story, if you like, that's when it, it hit me. It, that's it. And so that picture um, of, the, of the shop appears in a lot of my books and presentations now. And that, that's where I got it from. That was going back, gosh, that's a long, long time ago. But having, you know, having reviewed the, the story, it sort of became yeah, relevant to me, more relevant. And I realized, actually, this is really important to me. And that's why we uh, developed the why. That's where it came. So it was a picture, an old sepia print taken in 1908, I think it was. So 112 years ago now. Wow. And uh, that's where it came from. It was that, that pic, the old family picture. Yeah, it's very interesting. And do you have any like, advice uh, for those who are also you know, um, trying to find their purpose? Yeah, it's a tricky one because everybody's got um, everybody's got a purpose and a passion and a why, but I think it gets educated out of us. We get taught that we've got to go down the old career route or job route and this sort yeah. of thing, which is great. And that, I get that. that. That's all good. I think to discover what your why is, is you know, go back in time look at your childhood look at what you're really passionate about look at people that have influenced you and if you can and if you're, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have your family still with you you know your parents or whatever it is and grandparents sit them down and you know, I, I my mom is still with us now she's 80 88 Awesome. And I talked to her and I said, you know, just talk to them, not about you know, business and stuff like that. Just yeah. talk to her about what was it like, you know, what do they do and what were their fears and how did they get on? And that may bring forward some of the emotions and the feelings. But if you've got a cause you want to be successful with, whether it's a charity or a purpose, you know, some people want to you know, save the world by planting trees or helping children or whatever. Sure. Well, great. If, they, if that's what really inspires you, that's what it is. That's what, that's what will push you forward. But yeah, do some digging around. Just think, you know, just re reflect, I guess, meditate on it. True, I agree. It doesn't like uh, take overnight, though. It, uh, it may take uh, months or years. But once you get Absolutely. that, that's, that's a really good uh, feeling to, you know, actually know your purpose. I think so. I think you have to be brave to tell people what your purpose is as well, because once you say, I am passionate about this, whatever this is, some yeah. people will go, that's amazing. That's fabulous. I want to come with you on the journey. But other people will, will, will criticize you for it. When even you know, as good as it may be, other people won't want to come on the journey with you. And we, as, I don't think as, as people, we don't want to be disliked. We want to be popular. So putting out your passion, your purpose and your vision is dangerous because it means that some people won't like you as well. But that's the, that's the risk we take. And I, you know, yeah, yeah I, I prefer to have a purpose and attract a positive tribe than not and just work with anybody. But the thing is, uh, when you have a purpose, um, you can like do it like forever and, 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 not, and, and even get burnt out doing it. Right. Yeah, it, it, well, because I think because then business becomes you know, fun. You know, we we enjoy what we do in in the business. So you know, every day, there's tough sides to the business as well. But we we enjoy working with our clients because they're all great bunch of people. They're good fun. They're hardworking. Great to be around. Uh, we love the business. We we travel. We live where we want, and that's just because we're working you know, on purpose, and that makes a huge difference. Awesome, awesome. So what is what's your process in 
addressing you know those challenges with uh you know with this. With, with with clients yep yep yeah i thought with the first one I, the first thing i asked them is that question why why are you doing this and that takes a little bit of time to figure out but i think it's really just somebody asking somebody why are you doing this? Very rarely do we get asked that question. We don't. We always just pretend we're, you know, people say, are you okay? You go, yeah, I'm fine. Well, you know, great, but sometimes people aren't fine. So it's really, you know, why are you doing it? But the main thing I think as well is, is what do you want? What, what do you want to achieve in your life, in your business, your career, your family? What is it that you really want? And I find most people know they know what they don't want. They know what they don't want to have in their lives, but they're not really sure what they do want. And all they focus on is what they don't want. Well, if you focus on what you don't want, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get what you focus on. So looking forwards and, and what's the future look like, those are the two main start points. And when I know what those two are, then we construct their business so that it achieves it for them. We never start with sales and marketing. We never start with a set of accounts. It's always why are you doing it? What do you want to achieve? And then we start putting the business around it. So those the that's a sort of the, the pattern, if you like. I agree, because because uh, sometimes you might be you know um, making all these uh, strategies and you know producing all the things that you this plan that you want, but ends up it's not really what they need. Absolutely, that, yeah. 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 Totally. And again, you know, with, with the clients I work with, it's, it's not my business. It's theirs yeah. and it's their wow. life, their dreams, their goal. Whatever they want to do, you know, whatever they want, then I'll help them get there, providing it's you know, sensible, credible and all that sort of thing. But whatever they want to do, if they want to you know, buy a boat and travel the world or build a hospital or somewhere, well, great, then you know, we'll do it. Off we go. Yeah. But I, I need to know what, what they want because that's what motivates them. That's what really drives them. And uh, it, may, it makes my job easy. If I know what they want and why they want it, then yeah. you know, coaching is easy then. <laughs> so true, so true. And I, I'm just... Just have this uh, little question. Why did you um, end up in France and not on the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, from, from the UK originally. Yeah. And uh, yeah, France, goodness. We were on holiday back in 1992, gosh. And uh, we came down to France in September 92 when Richard's, our two boys, John and Rich, uh, Richard was only about four or five months old at the time. Oh. And we're on a, a campsite down in the southwest region of France, on um, the Atlantic coast, a place called Biarritz, which is beautiful if anybody gets a chance to go there. Anyway, we're on this campsite and walking around the campsite is a guy and he's selling... Um, pictures that he's painted, little, little watercolor pictures, local scenes, property, and that sort of thing. And this one picture was of a house uh, on the side of a hill, um, you know, just beautiful. And Lynn said, well, we'll, we'll have the pictures. So we bought a picture, it was a uh, 10 bucks, something like that. And uh, we sat there drinking, we had a glass of wine. And Lynn said, I remember her saying, she said, one day she said, that we'll live in that house in France. That'll be our house in France. And that's where it started from. And then that picture just stayed with us for years. We had no idea how we were going to get here. Yeah. Um, but the house we're in now is very, very similar. I mean, not to say very similar to the house in the painting. It's the same color, same roof on the side of the hill. And it's like, wow. So we, we finally live in the house that we bought the picture of like 1992 so, nice. so it was always a, it was just a dream it was always a dream and i think we we never knew how we were going to get here i had no clue how 
but we knew that's what would happen at some point. And that, that, that's the purpose, I think, of a, of a vision and a dream. You don't need to know how you're going to do it. Just choose it and then look for the opportunities to take you there. So it took us, took us a while to get here, but uh, it took us 20 years. But yeah, we got here in it's the end. It. So, it's uh, worth it. Absolutely, I think so. I think yeah. so. Is the, is the picture still with you? Uh, yeah, it's not in here though. It's upstairs, I think. It's okay. Around. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not here. Not, I should have thought about that. That's it's not literally, nice. it's, it's not very big. It's just, uh, no, it's not in this office. I would have gone and grabbed it for it's you. Okay. But, it's uh, okay, it's okay. We've still, we've still got it. We've still got it, yeah. That's so nice. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah, it's nice that you have, you know, you had this, uh, like, vision or, like, this vision board that you, you know, want to achieve because it motivates you. It helps you. you know, it keeps you driven and, you know, makes you want to... And we didn't, we didn't call it back then. I didn't know it was called a vision board. Yeah. <laughs> These terms weren't <laughs> uh, but in hindsight, that's what it was. We, we had that image, that vision in our minds and, and it stuck with us for both of us. It was like, that would be great. And we continued to come on holiday to France and all that sort of thing. Um, and when the opportunity came along to actually live here, that was it. It was the right thing to do. And when we saw this house, we actually, we signed for this house um, just by looking at it. We never went inside of it because it matched the picture. Yeah, so yeah. they showed us the house. Yep, yeah, we'll have that. That was it. And we're in. That was 10 years ago now. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's, that's really great. Yeah. I, lo I love your story, guys. And yeah, um, <laughs> what is your uh, top three advice to business owners on how to handle their um, team and, and their business? I think a yeah, team is an interesting one, especially given the current situation also lockdown and that type of thing but i think yeah. i i don't think with a team i think first of all is recruit people that share your vision they share your passion they share the the journey that you want to go on not just their technical skills but look at their personality values vision that type of thing get people that you want to hang around with that are good to be with for a start you can teach them the technical skills but attitude and personality, that, that's really critical for, I think, for any business. So check on that first. Um, I think second, make sure they understand what the rules of the game are. How do you run the business? What's it okay to do? What's it not okay to do? Your standards and performance and vision and values of the, of the actual company itself. And what their expectations of them are. What do you expect them to, to do really clearly and then to add value? And I think the third one, in my, my experience, I always found if I could... Um, if I could enable people in my team to achieve their goals as a consequence of working with me, yeah. then they would work, not work harder, but they'd buy into what we were doing. So okay. I always wanted to find out what did, what did they want to achieve? What do they want to, they want to sort of, you know, upgrade the car or buy a bigger house or whatever. What do they want to achieve in their life? And if I can help them do that by working with me, well, then they work with me really well. So you know, help That's them true. achieve their own personal goals as well i think would be the those would be my top three i would have thought I, I totally agree with that when you help um uh, your team who is also helping you grow your business will also Absolutely. you know or who are also helping your clients as well then it's yeah. a it's a it's a good win-win situation you know you you help your clients very well then you you help you also uh, the team helps you grow your business and you also help your team you know um have a Absolutely. sustainable uh, life yeah, and yeah. I think and, and team, team genuinely, I, I was called 
anybody who works with us, and we have a number of people working, you know, what we do, they are part of the team, whether they're our accountants or they're our, our guys over in the UK. It is team. You know, I want them to enjoy what they do, um, helping us add value to our clients. We have a client team, and we call them that as part of our client team. They're all in the same team. And uh, I want people to enjoy what they do and, and get um, but achieve personally as well, not just work hard for us. That's not the idea. Yeah. Work hard for themselves, you know, as well. If I can help them do that, then that's, that's when the magic happens. Awesome. Totally agree. Also, um, I think this will be the last question. So uh, based on your experience that, you know, your, uh, your parents' business um, closing down on uh, before because, you know, a lot of, uh, businesses just grew bigger than theirs what would yeah. be your advice uh today in this situation now that you know a pandemic a lot of you know uh, problems and businesses closing down what would mm. you advise to um you know business owners and also to you know aspiring you know uh, entrepreneurs yeah, so, I, yeah. I think, well, first, first of all i think that this this sort of tragic situation of COVID, which is affecting everybody, you know, I mean, you and I are different time zones completely, but it's affecting everybody pretty much. I think it always, always offers up opportunity. It just does. There's always opportunity through these big shifts. So sociological shifts and market shifts. So there's definite opportunity there. So look for the opportunity, but if you're in business, then you've got to adapt to it, you know, change your delivery methods. All, all our workshops now are delivered over zoom, for example, not on stage. And we're doing different programs, different products for people. So look for the opportunity and what people actually want and what they need out there. Um, and but the third one, I think, would be get visible, make a big splash out there, get you know, get famous on social media, interview people, get videos out there and content, and you'll you'll attract people to you because I think the beauty of the internet now, for most of us and most people, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs and business people, is that it's a global market. You know, you, you can have clients anywhere in the world, pretty much. And the best way of getting through to those people is social media. So, and, and, and we use Facebook, LinkedIn, um, we're on Instagram, we've got a TikTok page as well now. We're doing all sorts of, to make this sort of big splash. And so, yeah, get used to being visible and being famous, I think is really the trick. Basically, it's uh, innovate and adapt, right? Absolutely, there you go. That's it. I could have said it so much quicker, couldn't I? But yeah, innovate yeah. and adapt and make yeah. yourself famous as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally agree on that. Thank you so much, uh, David, for joining us and sharing your experiences to all of the aspiring entrepreneurs and uh, business owners. You know, I hope you have learned a lot today and we are hoping to hear from you. Please do let us know what you have in mind. We're more than happy to do a podcast session with your suggested topic. Comment down below or follow us on our socials, Entrepreneur Beach Club PH TV on YouTube and Entrepreneur Beach Club PH on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, don't forget to follow David socials. Where can we find you? Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, just uh, you, if you type in um, David Holland MBA, you'll find me. I'm easy to find and you'll find us on the, on the website. It's just resultsrulesok.com and you'll find all the details there as well. I believe you also have a YouTube channel. Right. We Might do have well a YouTube channel, channel. Yeah, which is, again, there's two, the results rules okay, um, R-R-O-K is the sign here, and I've got my own channel as well. There's lots of videos on there, little tutorials and stories, that type of thing. So, yeah, I'd love to see you on there. If anyone wants to join up, have a look, and let me know what you think. That would be great. I really appreciate it. Awesome. And if you guys have uh, more questions for David, feel free to um, message him. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, please do.
yeah, yeah, that's it for today, guys. And spread the productivity and see you on the next podcast. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. How I'm inspired. You can just try it out. We are a community whose support has helped each other.